Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Tony Hoagland and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. It's just another way we're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Tony Hoagland at 763-421-4900 or online at champlininsurance.com. Thank you for uh, being here for the Gopher Insiders podcast, post-Christmas edition. This is Marcus Fuller from the Star Tribune and uh, Ryan James from Prep Hoops and GopherIllustrated.com. Ryan, I know you wanted to get to talking about uh, Gopher Hoops and Gopher Football, obviously the Outback preview, but I got to know, what was the best Christmas gift you got this Christmas? Oh, man, that's how we're starting. I love it. Everything I got that was awesome for Christmas revolved around classic movies. Like, my wife bought me a Clark Griswold hockey jersey. Like, I don't like hockey at all. I don't know nothing about it. But I was overjoyed to have the same jersey Clark Griswold wore in the movie. And I, I have, from Major League, I got this shirt. It's called Joe Boo's Rum Factory with a picture of Joe Boo. And I got some Wild Thing Rick Vaughn socks. So, I mean... What better? That's for a 42 year old man who's into his movies, his old school movies. Nothing better than that. How about you? You know, I got to say that uh, I don't really get into the Christmas gifts for me anymore. Um, all I ask is uh, I, I'm in the gift cards. I say, just give me a gift card to a place I like to shop. Basically, any sporting goods place uh, or actually this year I got a uh, I got some movie passes. So. I know you're a movie buff. I'm a movie buff. I already saw Star Wars, but I'll probably use my uh, my movie pass gift card to go see Star Wars again, maybe three times. But the problem is my wife wants to do a, a date night and she can't stand Star Wars. So I'm going to have to go to a, a chick flick, I think, for sure. You, you know what? Go to Jumanji. At least get at least. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> that don't work either. If I'm going to take the kids, maybe. But uh, I don't think that'll work. I don't know what else is even out there. Frozen 2, again. Yeah, I didn't go to that yet with the kids. Uh, my wife actually wants to see that, so we'll see. You're going to have to convince her. I'm going to tell her, you know, Ryan's going to give you a call. He'll convince you to go to Frozen 2. Um, you know, the, the the thing about movies now, you can go and you can actually get uh, drinks and, 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 uh, and have dinner there in the theater. So that's pretty awesome. Well, let's get right into it, man. Uh, obviously... We got the big Gopher football game coming up, the Outback Bowl versus Auburn. And we've talked about it before, a little bit about the matchup. But I feel like, you know, it's uh, here before you know it this week. And uh, I know the guys will be out at the beach here uh, on Monday, probably get some sun, get some uh, get some good weather. But they've been practicing. They've been preparing for a little bit. Um, Just talk about what you think are the keys to the game. Uh, I know that we had some news about. Jake, Jake, Jake Paulson, the tight end being out um, so far, I think uh, injury wise, that's the biggest injury uh, loss for the Gophers. Um, but other than that, they should be pretty healthy going in. So what do you think of this matchup? You know, the, when you look into it, Auburn's offense, the reason they were able to end Alabama's season was because their offense stepped up in a big game for the first time. Um 
for the, but for the most part, Auburn's offense has struggled through in the rest of their big games. Now, with Auburn, half their season was a big game. They faced maybe the toughest schedule in college football or one of the top two or three toughest college schedules in college football. But their offense has not been very consistent. Now, Bo Nix was the freshman of the year in SEC. Um, he does run the ball well. He did, he did have... You know, he had a really good season. We had uh, an Auburn writer from 24-7 say that he had a B-plus season. Um, but he's only really played well at home. So I think Minnesota's defense and Auburn's offense kind of is, an, is probably the, the interesting matchup to watch because Auburn's offense hasn't been that electric until that Alabama game. So therefore, if Minnesota's defense can shut them or can limit them, then it all comes down to that big time go for, you know, the passing attack versus that Auburn defense that's just monstrous. So I, it looks like it's going to be a, a really fun game. Um, it's just can those go for can the go for interior line deal with that Auburn defensive line? And, you know, another big news that happened with the Gopher football team was Kirk Sharaka, the offensive coordinator, leaving for Penn State for the same position. You know, I, I, I want to say that. Um, you know, things will run smoothly. I think with Matt Simon calling the plays just for this bowl game, but you know, we're talking about a guy that was instrumental in uh, the you know the development of Tanner Morgan, the quarterback, and obviously um, you know under PJ Flex system as well uh, with the wide receivers, you know Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman becoming the two best wide receivers arguably in the Big Ten. Um, so I don't know what what do you think in this one game? Are we going to see? that big of a difference uh, without Kirk Sharaka out there, um, especially with Tanner Morgan? Or do you think the play calling will go smoothly with Matt Simon and, uh, you know, P.J. Fleck, obviously, um, making sure that, that these guys are prepared going into the game um, without their offensive coordinator? Well, because there's such a long stretch between when they lost to Wisconsin and this outback ball, you have so much more time to game plan. You have so much time to script. You have so much time to prepare everything you want to do. So right. because of that, it's going to be a little bit easier. But if Minnesota gets taken out of their game plan or taken out of their script, forcing you know, the Gopher offensive staff to you know change what they're doing, that is or and and also just naturally in the second part of the game when you know you've your scripts you're done with your scripts and your game plan you have your game plan but you know the game flow has changed things. When you get to that second part of the game, that's where it could, that's where you could see it play a factor with you know having losing your offensive coordinator. But because it's a bowl game and you have so much time to prepare, it it lessens the blow in my opinion. But it doesn't completely take away from the blow that is losing your offensive coordinator the day before Christmas. Yeah, I think uh, you know you don't want to have it as an excuse if things don't go right for them in the game. Um, but that will be definitely one of them that will point to if, if somehow the offense is not running smoothly. I mean, Auburn's defense might have something to do with it, but, um, you know, I, and the blow the blow to the offense in general, I mean, Kirk Sherrock obviously um, got a lot of credit um, for, for the success of P.J. Flex offense, um, the success of Tanner Morgan, um, but you can't blame him for going home. You know, he's obviously from uh, that area in Pennsylvania and your Happy Valley and, and, uh, you know, his family's got a chance to go home. And, you know, he's dreamed of coaching at Penn State. Um, you know, obviously, James Franklin has that thing rolling. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, with Kurt Sharaka, they might have a chance if, if the offensive pieces are in place to compete for a national championship. 
And I mean, if that happens, can you imagine what, what the Gophers are going to feel like um, if things don't go as smoothly offensively next year? But I think ta- having Tanner Morgan back and obviously Rashad Bateman, um, it'll be big for the Gopher offense. Whoever takes over at offensive coordinator, um, you know, they'll pretty, I'm sure they'll be pretty excited to have that kind of those kind of weapons in place. Um, but I'm excited to see what the Gophers are going to do versus Auburn. I think what we saw already in some of these playoff uh, games, um, you know, obviously there was one one-sided game on uh, the LSU matchup with Oklahoma, and then we saw another one last night. Uh, what an amazing finish. You know, some of the calls that didn't go Ohio State's way, um, you know, you, you think that would have made the difference in the end. Um, but I think Clemson, you know, the, the way they responded from getting kicked in the teeth in the beginning – um, you know, I mean, that, that's a championship caliber team and pedigree there. You can see why they're defending national champions. And, you know, I'm expecting to see, um, you know, a, a nail biter versus Auburn. Um, you don't want to see the Gophers get down early because I don't think they have the, um, the firepower necessarily. I'm sorry, not the firepower, but just defensively. I don't know if they can hang with, with Auburn if they were to dig themselves a hole. So you're just hoping they, they start the game quick. Um, you know, I think Penn State was an example of a game where, you know, they, they hit him in the mouth early. And, and, I, and I think that really helped when you face a, a, a high powered offense like that. Um, but, you know, I, let's, let's just transition over to go for basketball. And, um, you know, the Big Ten season starting. I know the Big Ten started for the women and they won. They beat Penn State on the road. Great win for them. Um, but you know, on the men's side. You know, you, Oklahoma State, you get a 20-point win coming off Ohio State. And then you finish that off with beating Florida International by 27 to finish off the non-conference season with three straight wins. And, you know, you talked about it. I don't know how much you want to dwell on it, but they are right on the bubble for the NCAA tournament right now going into Big Ten play, the rest of Big Ten play. So that has Gopher fans excited. What, they, what, what Gopher fans should really be excited about right now is what Daniel Oturo has been able to do, not just against Florida International. I mean, he had that monster 21-20 game, the first 20-20 game since 1966, they found out, um, in Gopher history. But what they should be excited about is Daniel Oturo scored at a 75% rate, field goal percentage-wise, against four high major teams. They were being Daniel Oturo is being talked about as a first-round pick by, pick by some services. Um, Marcus Carr. Marcus Carr's shooting percentages, you look, you know, you look game by game by game. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. But even when Marcus isn't on, you know, with his own with his own ability to score, he is playmaking. You know, he had 11 assists against Oklahoma State when he shot two of 12. Um, yesterday, you know, yesterday he had three straight assists to blow up in that game against Florida International, and we had that game went from like a 12 point game to a 20 some game. You know, Marcus Carr's on the verge of a triple-double at some point. It's going to happen. He re- he's too much of a playmaker, and he rebounds at such a high level that it- it's exciting. It's an exciting time right now. I mean, Gopher fans saw some of the NCAA tournament prognosticators talk about the Gophers being right there, you know, almost as a team that's being considered. So you're 7-5. and five, You've played a good schedule. You're, you're, Gabe Kalsh is starting to shoot the ball well. You're starting to get a little bit more help from your bench. Peyton Willis will be back a little bit, you know, in a little bit. Alihan Demir is playing well. Richard Pitino is really pulling the right, you know, he's he's pulling the right strings and he's he, his game plans are working. He's made some excellent calls in some of these games. You know, the, the Gopher basketball is exciting. And then you come in and you got Purdue coming up. Purdue is, you know, what are they? 
they've had a few bumps in the road. Um, Purdue. That's a legitimate team. That's a big, big road win if they can pull that off. Yes, uh, it's not going to be easy, but Purdue is not quite Purdue of what you know they've been in recent years. Um, they're eight and five right now when they got blown out at Nebraska. Um, but they do also have a win over Virginia. That's college basketball this year. And then you have the game at Northwestern. Opportunity is right in front of Minnesota right now. And it, I kind of have like this magic number approach, although it doesn't work like a baseball magic number. But if you could get 10 Big Ten wins, you look at that schedule. It's possible. You get that 10 Big Ten wins. I think you can be talking about the NCAA tournament. So you're you're saying that uh, obviously they have 18 Big Ten games left. So you're saying that they have to win. They have to go, um, you know, nine and nine the rest of the way. Ten and eight. Win okay. ten more games. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's possible if they finish uh, above 500 in the in the Big Ten. I think they really have a shot. Um, you know, I don't want to dwell on the NCAA tournament too much until I see what they do um, in this first stretch of the the you know the rest of the Big Ten season. But I do want to talk a little bit about more of what I saw in these last three games. And I think that one of the biggest reasons why I think they had a chance, um, you know, to get themselves back on that NSA tournament bubble is the fact that they have been shooting the free throws at a higher rate this year, um, cl- pretty close to what they did last season when they made the NSA tournament. And, you know, in their five losses, um, you know, I averaged it out and they only made nine points from the free throw line in those in those five losses. Well, last year, as the NSA tournament team, and, and you know, they, they definitely kept this kind of identity throughout the season, uh, they made 16 points from the free throw line uh, on average. Um, and at some, at some point during the, during the beginning of the season, they were getting uh, almost 19 points a game from the free throw line. So that's a 10-point, 7-10-point swing there from last season that they just really couldn't figure out until these, left, these last three games. And so much so that in against Florida International, they hit 29 for 30 from the free throw line. Now, that's not going to be sustainable, obviously, shooting that high rate from the free throw line. You know, but to get 29 points, um, you know, I mean, that, that's a that's a great sign going into Big Ten play. And another factor, uh, I know you talked about Daniel Tour, and I love the way he's playing. You know, he's been consistent all year. Even in their losses, he's been pretty, pretty uh, impressive. Gabe Kalsher coming along in the last three games. I mean, how many kids go 0 for 10 and have zero points versus Iowa and then come back two games later and have, and have 34, you know, I mean, it, sh- it just shows the kind of ability that he has to shake it off. I mean, he's a shooter, you know, shooter, shoot. That was never me. Uh, the coach saw me shoot the three pointer. Uh, he took me out of the game. Um, but you know, Gabe keeps shooting. He has a lot of confidence. Uh, he's averaging 24 points a game in his last three games and he's shooting, uh, over 50% from three-point range. Um, you know, he's figuring out ways to score besides relying on his jump shot. Um, as I talked about, getting to the free-throw line has been big for him, Marcus Carr, and his t- entire team. And then defensively, they've also been impressive. I think during the three-game winning streak, they're holding opponents to 38% shooting. And that's also including Ohio State and Oklahoma State. So if, if, they, can, if they can sustain, you know, the level of play that they have uh, getting in the free throw line, defending, and then getting some big games. You know, it doesn't have to be every game, but it get a big game from you know either Marcus or Gabe, and then consistency from Daniel Turu. Uh, I think they have a shot to make some waves in the Big Ten. Not maybe compete for a title. I know that's not what Gopher fans want to hear. You know, you want to hear them competing for a title. But the way this season started, Ryan, to say this team 
has a chance to finish with a winning record in the Big Ten, you know, I think that, that they've come a long way in the last couple of weeks. Let's be honest. You know, at Gopher Illustrated message board, when they were struggling early in the year, the, you know, the old thread popped up. It popped up. Who, who could be the next coach? And all that talk of who could be the next coach has been now been replaced by NCAA tournament potential talk. How fun to watch this team is type of conversation. And to touch on what you said, when it comes to Gabe Kelcher, he, he came to college basketball as a mature player. But you're still seeing even more maturity come from him. And I got two points on that. One, he's struggling from the perimeter, so he's been going to the basket, finding different ways, moving off ball, using the dribble, getting to the foul line a bit more. But if you recall, he didn't even shoot a free throw for like, what, the first four games or something like that? Right, and, and that was 10 game. Yeah. That for 10 game, he did not go to the free throw line. Yeah, so now he's talking, now he's getting to the free throw line. Now, And once you get confident and you make your little one dribble pull up, you make your free throws, that helps. And then, and that's what happened last night. After some early perimeter jumper struggles, he goes near the basket scores. Now he's hitting three threes in a, in a short span of time, and he hits five for the game. But the other thing, the Gophers have played 12 regular season opponents and one. They had the one exhibition. Um, and then they, had the, uh, they also had the scrimmage. Okay, so that's 14 opponents. Of those 14 opponents, I've been able to talk to four, four members of the other staffs, or the, of staffs that they, they played against. And all four of those times when they talked about the Gophers, they mentioned how hard it is to get anything going toward to the player that Gabe Kalsher is guarding. How hard it is because they can't make the initial wing entry pass where they want to because Gabe is taking it away, away from a good player. Um, how they try to set a screen or a ball screen and Gabe is fighting over the top of it, taking away space, taking away, you know, a passing angle. It's just, that's what level of defender he is. And when you do that. Can yeah, I, I think Gabe, you know, arguably team MVP right now. I mean, you talk about as, as consistent and, and as, as great as Daniel Tour has been um, lately. You know, Gabe Kalsha's resurgence uh, has been just as important um, as Daniel Daniel Turo's consistency. I might argue against that, though. Daniel Turo has been a, a beast. Everyone was so concerned about rebounding for this Gopher team. Daniel's out here grabbing. His average has to be about 11 and a half now. And Minnesota has. Yeah, I, I think I just think that, and they've won the board battle 10 times. I just think that, um, you know. I'm not saying I'm not trying to downplay anything about Daniel at all because I think he's a tremendous player and obviously he's putting himself in the conversation for Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, but he was playing at a high level even in their losses, and they still lost. You know, so I, I think that there was a missing piece there, and I think Marcus Carr brought it obviously in, uh, in versus Ohio State, and I think in the last couple of games it's definitely been game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know they need they need the three of those. That's their that's their big three. Um, you know Peyton Willis. It's unfortunate that he has this ankle injury. Um, you know I don't know if he's going to be ready for Purdue. You know I think that he's going to give it a shot in Big Ten play. Um, but, but I think that you know they've shown that they can beat some very good teams without him. They've get, gotten some good contribution from Michael Hurd and Trey Williams, and even Alihan Demir is helping them rebound a little bit more and giving them more scoring. And obviously, Gabe has improved his his uh, his scoring as well. Um, but you know, let's let's talk about the Gopher women's basketball team a little bit. 
you know, they beat Penn State. They now have 11 straight wins after losing their opening game. And, you know, winning on the road in the Big Ten, whether it's men or women's, it's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, they went into uh, State College. They pulled off a seven-point win. Uh, Sarah Scalia is a freshman from Stillwater. She had 22 points. Um, you know, Destiny Pitts also had a 20-piece. And, you know, I think that she and Scalia, you know, gives this team the one-two punch, you know, that they had a couple seasons ago when they made the NCAA tournament when they had Carly Wagner, um, you know, and obviously Destiny was on that team as well. But Kanisha Bell was also uh, a big-time factor in that backcourt. Um, so I'm looking for this team, you know, right now, 11 straight wins. You know, they have a shot just like the Gopher men. Actually, they're in better position um, to make the NCAA tournament for the first time under Lindsey Whalen. Um, but I think the true test for them, as I think it is for the, the men, and they did it versus Ohio State, is you got to protect the home court. Um, I think, you know, a couple years ago, a few years ago, um, made it hard for the women's team to make the NCAA tournament when they lost a couple home games that they should not have. So I think if they can keep winning at home and maybe get some really good wins at home, um, I think you'll see Lindsay making the NCAA tournament for the first mm-hmm. time. But even it's a long way to go, but they're off to a great start. You know, and uh, they're 11-1. and one. And the biggest thing with what they're doing right now is balance. This team is a, it's a balanced basketball team. You know, teams have to defend so many different pieces, you know, and obviously with Destiny Pitts hitting 45% of her threes. And if you put her at the foul line, she's knocking things down. But that's the case with the whole team. I mean, everybody on, everybody on that team is shooting a solid percentage. Everybody on that team gets to the foul line, knocks things down. Um, it, it, it's a balanced basketball team. And it's hard to defend every piece of Lindsey Whalen's squad right now. And if you just look at the team, uh, the way that they responded uh, after last year's uh, disappointment, you know, they started off being ranked in the top 15 after a great start. And then they struggled in Big Ten play. So I think to get this win to start off the season in Big Ten play on the road, um, it just kind of shows that this team has matured from last year. Um, you know, they're still young in some areas, um, but I do think that, you know, they have enough leadership um, in their upperclassmen, um, you know, to make a run for this. And, you know, it's exciting to see. I think the barn last night, um, you know, when they did play uh, Florida National, uh, the attendance was actually more uh, than when they played Ohio State. Of course, the Ohio State game was on a Sunday and, um, you know, obviously it was tough for guys, people to come out and see that Vikings game. Uh, but, you know, the weather wasn't great uh, the other night. And uh, fans came out to see them play their last non-conference game versus FIU on the men's side. So I think both the women and the men have a good home court advantage. If they can win some games, um, they'll have a shot at the postseason. I want to flip back to football here and get your prediction. Um, I obviously both know that we think or we want the Gophers to win. Um, <laughs> but obviously it's going to be tough versus Auburn, a team that beat Alabama and could very well be in the playoff if they had th- some things go their way. So what, what do you think, uh, how do you think the football team will do? You know, the heart says, you know, the heart wants to say there's a go for win. It's just, that's what the heart says. Um, but unfortunately when it comes to go for football, even on some of these big, better seasons they've had. There has the big games have not been something they've traditionally pulled pulled in. 
Um, Penn State, yes, that was a big game, and they pulled that in. But then I also think back to uh, the Iowa game and the Wisconsin game this year. And I also think back to the Missouri game at the Florida Citrus Bowl. And also during that season, there was, you know, chances to play in the Big Ten, you know, the Big Ten championship. That 2014 season didn't happen. This year they had a chance. It didn't happen. So until I see the Gopher football team, can, you know, at least win half of these really big games at the, at the elite level against, you know, top 20 level teams, it's hard to predict that they're going to win. You need more than just the Penn State win to, to say that you're going to, you know, that you can be confident in the fact that they're going to go beat a defense like they're going to face. I think the game is close, and I think it's going to be winnable for Minnesota. But right now, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be about a 29-24 Auburn victory just because they're off, the Auburn offense has done enough and their defense is a monster. And, like, one more thing about the Auburn defense. Everybody talks about how guys, oh, they're going to go pro. What's the point of playing? But then Derek Brown stood up and told everybody why he wants to play. And his, his words were, my teammates elected me captain in the fall, and I'm not going to shy away from my duties. I know the risk at the end of the day, and that's what everybody wants to claim, but this is my last chance to play with my teammates. And I don't think people, I don't think people respect that enough from college athletes. I'm watching these bowl games, and I'm seeing a lot of first-round talent playing in the bowl games because they want to be on the college field with their teammates one more time. And I think we're, the Gophers are going to face an Auburn defense that's just a monster, and I think it's going to be a close game, but Auburn wins by one score. Yeah, you kind of wanted to see some of these Auburn players uh, leave early, right? You didn't want to see them come back for the bowl game. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think that you're right. I think it's hard to, to look at uh, the Gophers' season – and see uh, too many opponents that they've beaten that are Auburn's caliber. I think uh, obviously Wisconsin, um, you know, having not competed in that game, um, you know, wasn't a good sign going into this game. But I think that they understand, um, you know, that how much could mean for them to get this win and take it into the offseason. Um, and not just for the, the returning talent, but also, you know, we're talking about recruiting, um, you know, they had such a great season and they were on, you know, game day and, you know, the Penn State win was tremendous. But, you know, to have a, a feather on your cap to be the SEC team that could be playing for a national championship, um, you know, that's something that you can continue to use and sell in recruiting. You know, I'm not going to say that I think um, the Gophers are going to blow out Auburn, um, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and actually say they're going to they're going to win this game. Um I think that people are going to expect them to come in and, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, take over uh, uh, offensively like they did, you know, before the Wisconsin game. And, you know, I think that they have the explosiveness um, to put pressure on Auburn, um, similar to some other teams that done this year uh, with their passing game. You know, if they can run the ball a little bit and take a little bit of pressure off of, um, you know, Tanner Morgan having to stay in that pocket. Um, I think they have a shot, and I like how they started off the Wisconsin game with that big play through the air. Um, I think one of those plays or a couple of those plays in the first quarter, if they can get up by you know a couple touchdowns or at least a, a touchdown, I think they have a chance to win this game. I'm going to go ahead and predict that they'll win. I'm going to say it's going to be um, similar to your score, but the other way around, and I'm going to predict them to win uh, 27-24. And now, you know, looking back at the 2019 
um, you know, this, the whole season. I feel like the highlight, obviously, was a Penn State win for Gopher football. Um, for you, really quickly, um, you know, what do you think was the highlight for basketball? And then we'll wrap it up there. Well, for 2019 overall, it was making the NCAA tournament. When it comes to the highlight this year, that Ohio State, that Ohio State victory in Williams Arena is something that has supercharged this 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 basketball team. As far as football goes, obviously the Ohio State, uh, the Ohio State, or excuse me, the Penn State victory is something that was memorable as well as game day. But I think people, when it comes to the football team, they also have to respect the fact that the Gophers faced nine opponents that they they should have beaten, and they beat them. That's important. Like that's a major step for this program to take. They beat everybody they were supposed to beat this year, and even when even those those games against Nebraska and Purdue and people weren't quite sure how good the Gophers were, those were kind of 50-50 games at the time. But if you look back now, obviously Minnesota should have won those games. Those are games that Minnesota needed to take a step towards in terms of beating consistently, and they did. So to me, that's kind of an underappreciated highlight, the fact that the Minnesota Gopher football team beat everybody they were supposed to and didn't have a slip-up in that way. Yeah, I think t- 2020 should be an exciting year for both Gopher football and basketball, uh, men and women, and, and you know P.J. Fleck to get a win versus Auburn. Uh, to start off the 2020 would be awesome, but I think just just being in the game and, and competing versus a team like that, I think will go a long way for this program. And uh, you know that's it for today. Um, go for Insider Podcast. Ryan James, Marcus Fuller. Uh, visit Talk North um, Podcasts at Talk North on Twitter, and we have a good new year. I appreciate it. <laughs>